Hey, you looking for someone to do your social media graphics or promote something and you have no idea how to do it or where to start? Hit up Synergy Lane Consulting. They specialize in working with small businesses and solo entrepreneurs with organizational development, copy editing, and social media management, including content creation. So if you could check out all my social media pages and you can see some of the awesome work she does to help promote the Daddy Ain't Dead podcast. So check out Synergy Lane Consulting on Twitter at Synergy Lane. That's S-Y-N-E-R-G-Y. L-A-I-N-E. Or you can hit them up on email at info at synergylane.com. That ain't dead podcast. Give me my flowers. Daddy ain't dead. Give me my flowers. Hey, so welcome to the Daddy Ain't Dead podcast. This is your host, Amp, and uh, thank you for listening in again. I have a very special guest with me this week. I'm super interested and excited, one, because it's one of my cousins, and two, because of the topics we're going to discuss on this episode. So uh, my special guest, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, how y'all doing? Uh, My name is Elton Thompson. Anthony's cousin, and I'm happy to be doing this podcast with y'all today. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, 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 man. Um, we retired Navy, uh, did 20 years in the Navy. Okay. Uh, now I am a federal employee with the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers as a contract specialist. Um, I am the proud father of one son. I have a wife who I've been married to for over 20 years. Woo! Um, cut. Yeah, man. Uh, currently, I'm living in Jacksonville, Florida right now, Duval. Oh, no. But originally, <laughs> originally from uh, Monticello, Florida, hometown, born and raised. Yeah, in that country. Down in the country, man. <laughs> Down in the country. And so, um, first of all, before we get into the subject, so is it going to be a lot of um, Sundays, you taking BC powder because of those Jaguars? <laughs> Normally, I, my BC powders are reserved for my Seminoles when they doing things. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. <laughs> Jags, I expect that. Seminoles, not so much. <laughs> you say you expect it from the Jaguars, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah, I expect it from them. Yeah, man. Y'all got rid of uh the quarterback, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to go. He should have been gone about two years ago. Yeah, man. <laughs> Oh my okay. god! Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a very touchy subject right there. But he's down, but <laughs> but he left here a rich man. He left here a rich man. He yeah. definitely he did. Left here rich. He definitely did. Yeah. All right, man. So, <clears throat> quick question. Uh, you know, you said you've been ra- married for twenty years. How has that been? Twenty years. How do you get to twenty years? Uh, you know what? Just go home every day. Hey, she there, you there. Hey, go home. That's that's eighty percent of the problem right there. You just go home. <laughs> just go home. That's it. it. It's funny that it, yeah, yeah. You funny that it, it's funny that you asked me that because uh, I was at work one day, new guy checked in, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Man, that's your wife." I said, "Yeah, man." He's like, "How long have y'all been married?" I said, "For about twenty years or so." 
He was like, man, I'm working on my third marriage. He was like, how you stay married so long? Third marriage. I mean, just go home. Just go home. She there, you there. <laughs> Can't get past that. <laughs> That's more than half the battle, huh? More than half the battle, but in seriousness, though, 20 years is definitely not easy. Um, to say that uh, love is going to be all uh, light of dotty mm-hmm. and happy and everybody on a merry-go-round and life is no, no, no. You got two people with two personalities who try to work together to make each other better. Right. And I never say that she completes me. I say she compliments me. Ooh. Man, look, you're dropping gems already, man. You ain't been on the show for, oh, for five minutes. Hey, man, I just, she I'm, makes me a better me by complimenting me. You feel me? Go ahead. Yes, sir. I understand. So, yeah. See, for all my listeners out there, that, is so important when we're talking about marriage is I always see that stuff and I always get mad at it. Well, not mad, but just like when people say, Oh, marriage is 50, 50 and all that stuff is not, it's a hundred, a hundred. You got to give a hundred percent to each other. And exactly, bro. Yes. And I'll always, and so when you just, what you said is that your wife, completes you and compliments you. I mean, not completes you, but compliments you. That's exactly what it means. Like that's, and that's so on point right there. And I'm glad you said that, man, for, for all my husbands out there, that's it. That's it right there. But, um, so tell me a little bit, man, you said you got one son, you married for 20 years. Um, tell me a little bit about how you grew up. You said your hometown's Monticello, Florida. Um, how did you grow up in Monticello? Okay. Um. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna just start from the beginning. Um. Uh. I was born in 1974. Um. I was raised by your grandmother's parents. Mm-hmm. Cause actually, your your grandmother is you know my auntie. Right. And her younger brother, you know, he had, you know, of course, you know, got with my mom, but. At the time, my mom was 16 when she had me. Mm-hmm. And uh, she already had another child. I, ha- I got an older brother from my mom. Really? And, um, you know, yeah, back in those days, that that wasn't happening. You was already unwed. Right. You got two children. You're 16. And you got two different baby fathers. You can keep one, but you can't keep the other one. Wow. So that so my mother ended up calling my father and said, Hey, what can we do? So my father took me, which was rare, is that my father took me and to live out in the country with the Thompsons. Right. Well, being the fact that my father ended up joining the Marine Corps. He couldn't take me with him. Right. So your grandmother's parents chose to raise me as their own. Now, see, I knew about that part. I did not know all of that stuff about your mom 
and you having an older sibling, this is amazing, first of all, to have these conversations. And we talk pretty, pretty frequently. We probably should talk more, obviously. <laughs> but we, we can never talk enough. Yeah, exactly. But all of these years, I'm 36, about to be 37 next week. And I am just finding out about this. Yeah, I got an older, yeah, I got an old, matter of fact, my mother, my mother had, I have an oldest brother and I have a younger sister and a young, and a baby brother by her. Now, granted, I was, ne I never grew up with them. Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up, of course, with my mom. Matter of fact, if you think about it, I'm the only one out of all my first cousins who didn't get raised by their natural birth parents. At least by one of their natural birth parents. Right, right, right. So um, that right now was a, a unique situation. But all in all, I couldn't ask for a better upbringing in my nat in my life. I, right. I couldn't ask for anything better. Right. Because from from this point on, when you when you hear me refer to Mama and Daddy, I'm talking about JC and Viola Thompson. Right. Right. And uh, those people, they raised me just as good as you could raise anybody. If you know how your grandmother was or is, that's how I came up. Right. The same traits and everything that she has, I got taught those same traits. And uh, my upbringing was lo uh, loving, compassion. Um, Discipline, um, constructive cr criticism. Mm -hmm. um, what else I could say? Uh, teaching, and also very religious. Okay, that's what I was like. I was like, wait, I'm waiting to hear about church now. Yeah. Oh, church, yeah, yeah. Because you know, yeah, yeah. ain't none of us grow up without church. <laughs> None of us. Matter of fact, I was with my, I was with daddy when he confessed Christ. I was about three years old and he confessed Christ in the late seventies. I was with him then. Wow. And uh, it wasn't a Sunday. If we wasn't in town that we was not at St. Really Missionary Baptist Church. Yep. <clears throat> I know every time we came out to Monticello, that's what we was doing on Sunday. We was not going back. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that growing up, we was not going back to Tampa without going to church first. It was just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Grandma was not having it. We was not going there without going to church. First of all, Grandma Viola wasn't having it. We wasn't gonna not go to church when we visited. That's just a fact. So it's it's awesome to hear you know that same upbringing that you got, I got, and everybody else got who came up there. We had to, when we got to, to the house, you know, we was going to eat good. We was going to see everybody and spend time, laugh, joke, and all that stuff. But you was going to go to church on Sunday. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt. <laughs> that and, is and, 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 and once we got older, especially uh, your uncles could attest to this, old, old uh, Baker and Edwin. <laughs> If if the three of us, when they came up and we went out that Saturday night, 
you best believe, I don't care what time you get in, <laughs> you go to church. You can go out there and do the devil stuff on Saturday night. You can't give God his time this morning. Oh, you going to church. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, that's man. so true. That's so because, and like you said earlier, grandma, my grandma, Jeanette, um, was brought up that way. And when I lived with her when I was younger, um, especially when I was like in college, when I came, would come home for the holidays or the summer, and I go out, you know, saying me and, and Tiv hang out, boy, we wake up. I'm thinking, yeah, she ain't gonna get me. I'm asleep. And boy, she come in there blasting her, her gospel music. And you getting up for church? I don't care. And you not gonna be. And you not gonna be late. And you well, you not up. gonna make them late. Right. And boy, she ain't having it. That junk man. That is so funny how everybody got the same treatment in our family. No <laughs> <laughs> matter what city you lived in, we all got to do it. We all had to do it. It's yes, so sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Speaking of, um, you know, just coming up the way we did and, <clears throat> and you know, your families give you things. They instill stuff into you that you take throughout your life. And I know one of the things that uh, grandma, my mom instilled in me was, you know, cooking and cleaning. You know, those two things that even as a young boy, we were part of that, especially the cleaning part. You know what I'm saying? Um, not so much the cooking growing up because, you know, grandma was going to do that. Mama was going to do that. The aunties was going to do that. Um, but doing chores, oh, you was going to do some chores. Um, so, so tell me, are, are you a dad that does chores in your house? Yes, I am, man. Um, this, my mother, she had four boys, you know, your Uncle Buddy, Uncle Arthur, Rams, and myself. Mm-hmm. But she taught all of us, and this was her philosophy. I want you to know how to do things for yourself so you don't never have to um, re- um, uh, rely on anybody else to do them for you. She right. taught us how to cook, clean, iron, and wash clothes. Mm-hmm. So by the time I joined the military, I knew how to do all that stuff for myself. Mm-hmm. So then I moved into my own apartment. I didn't have to worry about eating or cleaning. I know how to do all that. I know how to take care of myself. But once I got married, the very first thing, the very, one of the very first mistakes that I made when I got married <laughs> is that I tried to put all the responsibilities on my wife. Ah. And I tried to compare my wife to my mother. Ah. But, what, but what I wasn't understanding and what I was too immature to realize was that my mama didn't have a nine to five. Her nine to five was the house. Right, right. So once my wife and I had a come to Jesus meeting, <laughs> <laughs> and um, she was like, look, man, I work. I go to work just like you do. Mm-hmm. But that, that, that was also a part of me growing up. And I said, okay, I know how to do this stuff. You know, I don't want to put all the burden on her. And and I'm, I ain't going to lie. I'm pretty much a stickler when it comes to washing clothes. I like clothes washing a certain way. That's just me. That's my OCD. Okay. But, uh, yes, I, yes, I do do chores. 
I do chores. I love, matter of fact, I love doing some of the chores that I do in the house. Mm-hmm. I wash clothes, I iron, I, I, I cook, I clean, I do all that. Now, does that also, is that also an effect of you being in the Navy for so long? Yep. Because in the Navy, well, in the military period, mm-hmm. you're taught to have things that look, are supposed to look a certain way at all times. Right, right. So, you know how your grandma Jeanette was. <laughs> you know how my grandma Viola was. You know how all her her, her daughters were. Mm-hmm. They are very particular on how stuff's supposed to look. If you pick it up and you take it away, you're supposed to put it back where you got it from. Mm-hmm. I am like that until this very day. I think I still aggravate my wife from time to time. I probably <laughs> aggravate my son from time to time. <laughs> hey, put that back. <laughs> what you move that for? What you need that for? Right. So it, it, it is what it is, man. <laughs> so I heard you say, you know, you you've been you had that coming to coming to Jesus meeting with your wife and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And so you talked about laundry. I, like me, that pff, me and my wife, me and Jackie had that come to Jesus meeting too, um, about cleaning up because laundry is my least favorite thing to do. Like <laughs> I despise laundry, dude. Like you don't even understand. I, I'm right now. You know, what I'm saying I've been traveling. You know, and all this stuff. <clears throat> I look my stuff still in the suitcases. Like it's I don't I don't like laundry. I will wash some clothes and they'll stay in the dryer for a week. <laughs> that, well, well, you know one one of the things that we we, we came up with. We came up with house rules. Uh-huh. After we had our come to Jesus meeting, we came up with house rules. And the thing was, was okay, who makes up the bed? Okay, mm-hmm. that'd be the last person that gets out the bed is the one that makes the bed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Laundry. Okay, one person washes it, the other person puts it up. Mm, okay. So that's how that rides. But that ain't um, even fair. Who cooks that? But, hey. Sometimes you just got to know how to put the laundry in the washing machine to put it in the drive. <laughs> if you do that part, then it's on the other person to put it up. You feel me? Man, I can't. Look. You do you do that first. I'll mess around and be and run Jackie over to put some clothes in the washing machine just so she can fold them. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't put no clothes up, man. Them clothes will sit there and I'll, I'll be digging through the pile, getting my outfits out for the week. I don't put but, no clothes. But you know what, though? It'll be my pet peeve. I just sit there and look at it and be like, that basket of clothes been sitting there for about a day and a half. And this thing I know my OCD done kicked in. I done, uh-huh. I done put it over. So she might be she might be getting over on me. I don't know. <laughs> you, 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 and Jackie, you and Jackie would get along great because she, boy, she can't stand it. I will put some clothes in a basket and leave it and, and straight live out of that basket where she like, she wash it. She dry it. She got to put it up like that day or the, or the next day. It got to be done. So yeah, we definitely had some some heated conversations about me helping her put up the laundry. So I've gotten better with that. You know, we've only been married for seven years, going on seven years, and it really took me into this year to get that to like. You know what? I see a basket of clothes. Let me help her out. You know, help out with the laundry. But you know what though. That ain't one of the things you think about when you get married, though. That is true. It is very true. Those are some kind of things that will lead to just 
just to think about it. A come to Jesus meeting about a batch of the clothes <laughs> can lead you down a path. I'm serious, man. Can lead you down a path. Well, something that she may have been feeling about you a few months ago really comes to the surface. He'd be like, you know what? I remember I asked you which, how you were feeling at that time. And you told me wasn't nothing wrong, but now here it is after right. you back to the clothes and got you upset. <laughs> now you really tell me how you feel. Right, right, right. So exactly. Just go ahead and put just go ahead and put the clothes up. <laughs> right? <laughs> Fellas, y'all hear this? All you dads out there? Just put the clothes up. Put, <laughs> put the put clothes, the clothes up. up. Put them up. Put them up. Save yourself up. <laughs> the argument. <laughs> and then, you know, for yeah, and then for the cooking, whoever get home first. Whoever mm. get home first, be considerate of the other person. Go ahead and start dinner. Right. And even if you can't cook or you don't feel like cooking, at least call and say, hey, I don't feel like cooking today. I'm about to go home. What would you like to eat? Yeah. Go pick up something. Yeah, make the effort. Oh, okay, thank you. You're thinking about me. Right, right, right. You know, and I'll tell you, <clears throat> that's super hard, too, especially when you got both people who are working and mm-hmm. and whoever come home first after you done worked hard all day, you really don't be feeling like cooking. But, hey, your family got to eat. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's it's tough. That is tough, man, especially for, for us, man. We, you know, we got four kids. And so, um, you know, them boys, they want to eat. Especially when they come home. <laughs> Boy, man, look at him. Yeah, man. Hey. My grocery bill, Lord. Them jokers can eat. You just you said you said four. That's all you had to say. Four. Right. Not four. <laughs> four. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Man. So tell me, you so you said you like doing laundry and stuff and, and cooking. So what's your least favorite thing to do though, as far as chores? Man, if I tell you, bro, you gonna laugh, <laughs> but here it is. But I hate taking out the trash. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> the easy chore, right? Yeah, it's a chore. Man, I, ooh, I man, I despise taking out the trash. I despise taking out the trash. Whoa. I don't know why. <laughs> why? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's something from my childhood, cause we didn't grow up with dumpsters like right there on the property. Uh-huh. So trash is trash is sit around for a couple of days, and then you had to load um load that stink trash all the way down to the dumpster down there. You had to drive about five miles to get the load to dump throw your trash out. Uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe it bring up some. Maybe it bring up some inner feelings from that that period of time in my life. That's I despise. Right. I, I despise taking that trash. I, that is something I just <laughs> ooh. And I'm I'm so glad my son old enough to do it now. I just don't <laughs> that's, do what it. Gonna, that's what I was going to ask. I was like, "Do you got Junior doing the trash now?" Is what it is. Man, Junior. Okay, this is what Junior is responsible for when it comes to doing chores. Mm-hmm. Not only is he responsible for cleaning up his room once a week, he's responsible for vacuuming. Okay. Um, the entire house. Um, he's also responsible for you know taking out the trash, of course, that like, like we just talked about, and um. I'm teaching him how to separate clothes in, in uh, the lights, the dark colors, and the mm-hmm. whites and stuff like that. Getting him to identify proper, you know, proper load size and all that kind of stuff. Just don't throw your clothes all in there together, son, because that's what he was trying to do. <laughs> hey, look, me and Junior get along, because that's what I do. I ain't going to lie to you, man. <laughs> I be, 
<laughs> this ignorant got to a point. Jackie don't even wash my clothes because she 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 know I don't care. I just I throw my stuff in there, man, and just wash it, man. Only thing I do is separate the whites from the from the colors. That's it. I don't do light dark. Oh man. I just do all right. White clothes get washed. Color clothes get washed. That's it. <laughs> That's it, bro. That's it. What? And I and I think I get on my my wife nerve with that because I'm like, what you doing? <laughs> You can't put them in there with that. Them two different fragments, man. What you doing? Hey, you'll be mad at me, boy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you'll be mad at me. I'm like, your grandma just shaking her head right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know she is. I know she is. She's looking at me like, boy, I did not raise you to wash like that. No way. Exactly. Exactly. No, that's hey look, that's one of the chores that I hate. Everybody who know me know that I don't like doing laundry. I don't like folding clothes. I don't know why. I just don't. And it's just always been like that. My you know what's so crazy well, we is my favorite thing to do though is wash dishes. Of all really? Yeah. Of all the chores, at, nah, I've literally blocked Jackie from washing dishes. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what you doing in the kitchen? If I hear her washing, I'll be like, no, put the dishes down. I'm, <laughs> I got it. I wash the dishes, bro. Like, <laughs> I, wash, I don't know what it is, man. It's like therapeutic to get to wash dishes and hand wash them. Because Jackie will just throw them in the, in the dishwasher and be done with it. See, that way me and Jackie get along with everything. Now, see, I was a dishwasher growing up. Uh-huh. But once I got on my own and I discovered the dishwasher, <laughs> it ain't, I, ain't look, I ain't look back ever since, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't like the dishwasher, man. I, I will hand wash all the dishes and, and love it. I love it. I turn some music on, get in there and wash some dishes, man. Man, I be in the custom, bro. I be losing <laughs> all my Christianity trying to scrub the dish. <laughs> hey, I love it, man. I absolutely love washing dishes. That's my favorite thing to do. And I'm pretty sure Jackie don't care. She ain't going to complain about that. Now, other thing I don't let her do is the trash. The trash, I'll take the trash out. I don't particularly like a fan of taking the trash out, but you know, <laughs> like you, but don't, you don't want your woman taking the trash out. Right, right. I don't, that's one thing I forbid her from doing is taking the trash out. And so she, she thinks she's slick, though, because what she done got good at doing is when she want me to take the trash out, she'll go bag it up and just leave it at the door. Be like, um, so you just gonna you just gonna leave the trash at the door? Okay, that's that means Anthony go take the trash out. <laughs> go, go, go take it out, cause you ain't gonna let me. So there you go. Go and take that out. But um Well my wife said, my wife be like, ooh, I can't even close the top on this thing. I be like, you know what? I already know what she's saying. <laughs> Hey, right, right. They, you know, the wives, they always good at throwing some little subtle hints at you, you know? <laughs> exactly. But, um, so you, you spoke early on teaching Junior how to, <clears throat> how to separate the clothes, you know, taking out the trash and, and, and he's responsible for cleaning his room and stuff. Is there... Any other chores that besides those things that he's really good at or he's getting interested in doing, or does he hate chores? No, it, it's not that he hates chores. Um, what 
one of the best things that I love about my son is the fact of he try to imitate what I do. Mm. And my son is so much of a daddy's boy mm-hmm. that when he gets up, when he gets up in the morning, the he follows my exact movement in the house almost step for step sometimes. So mm. say like if I'm sleeping in on if if I choose to sleep in on the weekend and my son gets up before I do, my son then already been in the kitchen, he done checked the trash, he done um uh took he done take the big lock off the door, he's cut the air conditioner back up to like seventy three <laughs> or seventy four, and he makes coffee. Uh, what? Yeah. So he'll come to my side of the bed like that, I made you some coffee. Okay. I'm like, what? How, how that cup tastes, though? How the cup of coffee tastes? Oh, at, at, at first, it, it was kind of rough. It was kind of <laughs> rough at first. I was like, I was like, Junior, where the sugar at? So I'm like, you know, I'm I'm like, you trying to keep me up the next Tuesday, bro? <gasps> so, uh, but now, my son, he, he brings me a nice, good, velvety cup of coffee. Okay, okay. Brings his mama a cup of coffee with some, uh, with some cream in it, and I'm I'm thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly um, impressed uh, about what he's doing. Man, you better than me. I don't, I don't trust my kids bring me no drink. Uh-uh. No, sir. Oh, and, oh, and one thing I failed to mention, I, I invested in an air fryer, and my son know how to work the air fryer. So if he gets hungry, he go in there and get his nuggets and french fries or whatever he want to put in there, and he knock his own food out the way. Oh, man. And so Junior's how old now? He's 14. So, yeah, see, I can't wait, wait to all my boys get that old. So be like, go, yeah, go ahead. Let me show you how to do this. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, even though my poor, my poor wife, she, she be feeding them little jokers and be in there slaving in the kitchen with them. Because, man, they all so picky when they come to eating. Each one of them got their own little appetite. And, you know, one day they want nuggets. One day they want you know, vegetables. You just be like, what? Why do you want only rice? Why do you want rice and pineapples? Why? <laughs> Why, son? You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't make no sense. But, you know, hey. See, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what happened. Kids transition. I don't know if it was uh, a DNA switch or something. But when <laughs> we was coming up, whatever was in the kitchen is what you ate. Man, what? I'm hey, look, looking at I'm in there, you know, nine years old eating oxtails and field peas. <laughs> what? Why? Why am I eating this? What is this? You know, eat, you know what I'm saying? Eating turkey necks. I'm like, bro, I am in elementary school. Why am I eating a turkey neck? <laughs> I just a seven years old eating a a, a forty five year old man plate. Right, <laughs> like <laughs> me and granddaddy, me and granddaddy got the same plate. <laughs> what? <laughs> Grandma, it's Wednesday. It's on, I'm eating collard greens. You know, neck bones. And- yeah, on Wednesday. <laughs> yes, dude. Yeah. You know why does my school lunch have? Hoghead cheese in it, like I don't Dude. understand. But see, what which, which, which I don't understand is now. See, 
your grandma Viola, she raised 11 kids. Right. So she cooked like there were still 11 people in the house when it was just me, her, and daddy in there. Listen, I loved coming to the country. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I was going to get breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, man. It was going to be good. I loved it. And I was like, I was like, yo, I, 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 whatever she cooked on Sunday, we had it for leftovers on Monday with a new meal that she done cooked on Monday. And I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, really? Yep. I loved every second of it when I would come visit, man. Oh, man. Breakfast, you wake up, you got bacon, ham, grits, eggs, biscuits. I'm talking about. Man, you was—it was so much stuff. Corned beef hash. You was getting everything up in there, boy. You was gonna be full. Man, you had the whole hog on the stove. Man, you was getting everything. Everything. I loved it. I love every <laughs> every second of it, man. So I, I do want to uh go and talk about something that I know is near and dear to your heart, um, because we we've been talking about Junior, your son, um. Mm-hmm. Who I didn't realize was 14 years old. Um, you got a teenager on your hands. Man, going to the prom on the 26th, bro. Oh, my God. So, yeah, man. I already know, Kanita, she, how she feel about that? Uh, she got her own reservations, but he, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. Is it reservations because of the actual event, or is, or is it because he got a date? He got a date, and due to the fact that she never, and she never internalized the fact that he's not her baby anymore. <laughs> he's still her baby, right? He's still her baby. Let me rephrase it: he's still the baby, but he's not the baby in uh, our baby anymore. Right, right. And the reason why I say to to the guests that's listening, to the people that's listening, reason I say uh, I want to talk about this because I know there's something near and dear to your heart as a dad is because Junior is a child with a special need. Um, yes. So, first of all, what special need does is, is Junior having right now? What uh, special need does he have? He was diagnosed as uh, autism, autism spectrum disorder um, and ADHD. Attention okay. deficit hyper, hyper uh, I can't even get it out. Y'all know what I'm saying. A- right. ADHD. <laughs> hyper, hyper. Okay. And how did it or or did it um change your approach when when you say, you know what, when you found out, you know, your wife was pregnant and 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 you thought about all those things that as a dad that you want to do and instill in him, when you found out, <clears throat> you know, that Junior was a child with a special need. Did it change your approach um, to becoming a parent? <clears throat> when I went, well, it's about he was about three years old when I found out that he was diagnosed. That they diagnosed him with uh, autism, and it did change my approach at first because then I, I became instead of being proactive as a parent, I became super protective as a parent. Mm, okay. I try to protect him from the world because I didn't want the world 
to shun him because of the label that he had been given. Mm-hmm. And um, so I wasn't, I wasn't, how can I say it? I was, I was just more protective than anything. I just wanted to protect him. I don't, I didn't want him hear, hear uh, criticism. I didn't want to hear him, hear people telling him what's wrong with him. I, I didn't want mm-hmm. him to hear none of that. Right, right. But eventually, you know, it, it was, you know, the Holy Spirit or God or, you know, divine intervention. Something came to him and was like, hey, you can't protect him from that. Right. Him hearing those kind of things is what's going to fuel him to grow. And you being a father, you got to spearhead that and you got to teach him and you got to double down on him and you got to work with him even more. You can't protect him all the days of his life. Right, right. Only thing you can do instead of instead of protect, you got to prepare. So yes. yeah, and, and so that ends up changing from uh, a protective mode mm-hmm. to a mode where I got to prepare you for almost every situation that I think you may face in this lifetime. And you know what's what's so crazy is when you say. <clears throat> mold him protect him you know for a lifetime you know that also is like a monetary thing too because i also was looking up research man is that it costs a a, a lot more to raise a child that has a special need than it does to raise a child that does not have one and it's insane the amount of families that are also affected by um, or not affected, but have a child that has a special need. I was looking up some numbers and it says like about every two in seven families have a child with a special need. And I think that's yep. a, a amazing um, statistic. And, you know, to have a family member that has a child with special need, you know, I've known Junior for all his life. And every time we, you know, family reunions, visits, whatever, to me, that's Junior. I don't see a child with a special need. He's just, he is who he is. I love his personality. He, <laughs> he's so laid back to me. And I'm just like amazed, man, of the special child that he is. And you're doing an awesome job as a dad. You, you know, your wife, y'all doing a great job with him. Just everything that he does, all the Facebook posts I see, um, it's just amazing. Because people think, oh, a child with a special need, they can't do normal stuff. Yes, they can. and for me, because I work with children, and of course I work with children that have special needs, but it's totally different as a parent. And that's why it's important to hear from a dad like you who can explain those things and give some a little bit of background to what it's mm-hmm. like um, raising a child um, in this world, in this climate, um, with a special need. Um, so, so tell me though, because I know Junior, a lot of people don't. And uh, what's the best part of being his dad? To see his natural progression every day. Mm-hmm. Elaborate on that. To see how um, every morning before me and my son leave this house, or I take it back, while I'm driving him to school in the morning, I give Junior a pep talk. Always, I would, I would tell him, you know, 
I asked him, what kind of man are you? He said, I'm a Thompson man. Mm. I said, where do Thompson men come from? Thompson men come from a long line of great men. Mm. I said, who do you belong to? He was like, I belong to God. I said, who did God assign you to? He assigned me to you. And I was like, I want you to remember that every day of your life. And I try to give him as much confidence that he has. So when I pick him up in the afternoon, I want him to give me a full report. Mm-hmm. Whether good or bad, I want to hear it. Right. And so when you say what's the best part of it is just a few years ago, I couldn't get that much out of my son. Wow. I, it was like pulling, it was like pulling teeth out with pliers. <laughs> and because he, he being autistic, you have a hard time getting your thoughts together. Okay. So to constantly see him elaborating and talking and showing emotions and feelings, that is a natural progression. I love seeing for him every day. Okay. That is awesome. That, you know, <clears throat> and, and that's so important in general with your children as a dad to instill in them that confidence to go out in the world mm-hmm. and, and be super confident about growing up as a young black boy um, or any, any race of, of boys out there. And how critical it is for us as dads to be there, to give those pep talks, to instill that confidence, to let them know it's okay to let people know who you belong to. And, you know, Mm -hmm. because I'll tell you, man, these days, a lot of people, you know, they, I hate to use the term uh, uh, haters, but you got people out there who really don't want to see you be that way. They don't want to see you super confident and, you know, having high expectations for yourself but that's where we come in as dads is always mm-hmm. instilling our kids that you're the best at what you do you know you like you said you come from a long line of, of great thompson men like so that he knows that he knows his heritage he knows his lineage and every time he talked that's what he's thinking about that's what he's feeling and he knows to him ain't nobody better than my dad my granddad my great granddad you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and now me. And that's what I also try to tell my kids is, especially my boys, is that <clears throat> you smart, you handsome, you athletic, like all of this stuff, whatever you're going out to do today, you the best at it. You Man, Jeremiah right mm. now, he playing soccer. I tell him every time, you, you the best soccer player out there. And he go out there, he play hard, he give it his all. And I am proud to say, he is the best soccer player out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And my son, he he looks, and, and I think the most important thing, and, and tell me if you agree with this, is us as dads, it's a great feeling to have your kids accomplish something, and they look for you to tell you about how they did that. Exactly, bro. Yes, 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 yes. They cannot wait to get to you to tell you what it is that they accomplished. Right. Dude, best feeling. One of the best feelings in the world. It is. is when I go pick, yeah, when, when, when I get ready to talk to him, he's like, Dad, guess what? I'm like, <laughs> what, son? And then he drops it on me, and I'm like, yo, for real? <laughs> right. And to, to, to feel, to feel, to see them and you know they it's genuine. 
right. 100% genuine, you know? And uh, it's amazing. But, you know, going back on something that you said earlier, you said most people think the kids with special needs can't do normal things, normal mm-hmm. kid things. Mm-hmm. I had to flip that. And I said, you know what, Junior? We're going to make you do normal, th- normal things. Whatever other kid, now, there may be limitations on mm-hmm. how you do it. Right. But there ain't going to be a limitations on can you do it. Ooh. At least try. Yes. So at least give it a try. We're going to see how it goes because you can't stop. But, well, let, me, let me tell you that. The doctors will tell you one thing. The therapists mm-hmm. will tell you one thing. Because for one, they said Junior would never speak. And you spoken to Junior. Oh, yes. Uh, they say Junior was because of his autism that he would have bad balance. He'll never ride a two-wheel bicycle. No, what do I have on that. my phone? He definitely Junior did that. Never rode, Junior never rode a bicycle with train wheels. He went straight from a tricycle to a two-wheel bike. Mm. They said, my son couldn't play sports. He just played baseball today. Hit a home run. And he be playing baseball for a minute. He been out there for uh, this be his eleventh season. Yeah, of playing baseball. He a vet. Now, granted, it's, a, it's yeah, granted, it's a league. You know, it's a baseball league that he, he you know he plays in for kids with special needs. Mm-hmm. It's still competitive, right? You know, and it, it gives it. Every kid should have a chance to play baseball. I'll put it to you like that. Yes. Except for my except for my son Isaiah, that boy. Let me tell you something about that. He's a soccer guy. Listen, no, Jeremiah is the soccer guy. Isaiah wants no parts of baseball, soccer, none of that. He what? like his, he like his daddy. He want to play football. Okay. And so I can't wait till he start playing soccer. Even though he just about to be three. I mean, I'm saying football. I think he's ready for it. He the tough, rough one, you know. Uh, <laughs> he's a tough, rough one. You know, Jay, Jay, Jay gonna be um the the blazer out there. He gonna be out there. Hey, give him a halfback toss, and he 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 out of there. Ain't nobody touching him. You know, cause he's so fast, man. I'm telling you, that boy is is lightning in the bottle. And I say, boy, your daddy used to be fast like that about seventy pounds ago. You know. <laughs> 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 he, he's so funny man but yeah, i i definitely agree with you man it, when it comes to um instilling that confidence in your children um and it being such a great feeling when your kids come to you and tell you their accomplishments but the biggest thing about that is always allowing your kids to fail they gotta try mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of parents man they they you know, they coddle and they and they helicopter. And there's a time and a place for those things. But sometimes, man, you just got to let your kids fail and and teach them up. They're going to do it wrong. They're going to do it wrong because they don't know. And then that's where you come in as parents, and especially dads, and say, hey, this is how you do it. This, let me show you how you can accomplish this. And then you go out and they do it. And it's such a great feeling because as soon as you teach them something, like we said, they're going to come back. Dad, I did this. I did that. Look how good I am at this. And it's such a good feeling as a dad to to get that from your children. Yeah, and, and you 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 100% correct. Um, it's a growing moment. It's a teacher moment. It, mm-hmm. It's something, you know, kids, I think, you know, 
if they don't, if your kid doesn't fail, hey, 100%, hoorah, I'm happy for you. But in my household, if my son fails, I'm going to coach you through that. Because I want, hey, do you, do you see how that feels? Right. Yes, I see how that feels. Do you ever want to feel that again? No, I don't. Nope. So what are we going to do different next time? Right, right. How can we get better to do it better than we did this time so you won't never have to feel this feeling again? That's super important. That, and that, that right there is a, it's very important. It's a coachable moment. It's a teachable moment. It's a time to get personal. Um, that's where so much respect can be translated both ways from the father to the son and to the son to the father. Mm-hmm. You can see what your children are really made of. That's right. So <clears throat> tell me this, you know, with since um, your son has autism, um, is there anything or tell me about an experience <laughs> that maybe was uncomfortable for you as a dad? You know, maybe it's something that happened in public with another parent or even in, pri- in private with your own child. Um, t- tell me or, or talk about something that was uncomfortable that you had to work through. Um, in dealing with uh, a child with a special need. Okay, I, I tell you, um, I, I got the perfect, the perfect story for this. Is that being that my child is autistic, um, he doesn't know how to gauge other people's feelings. Mm-hmm. So when he has a certain feeling on anything, he reacts to the situation by how he thinks you're supposed to act to the situation. Okay. So, uh, Junior had did something that was, you know, wrong, and we went to discipline him, and so I riled my voice up, and so since that he didn't understand what I was doing, he shot back by doing what he thought that he was supposed to do based on what he saw on TV about what being mad was supposed to be. So he blurted out, I hate you. Oh, man. And so my wife was like, why did he say that? And I said, you know, once I pulled her to the side and I said, let him go in the room, let him be him for right now. I said, but you have to realize he has no empathy. Mm. He can't gauge that this was just a disciplinary action and not a hate reaction. Right. He doesn't know how to gauge feelings. So that was one thing that I had to change up is how my approach on how I talk to him when I am disappointed in some of the decisions that he made. You know, because, you know, when we were growing up, we made a, you know, a bad choice and our parents came in the room. It, it, Boy, what are you doing? <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't approach him like that. Right. I have to tell him what it is that he did wrong, why it was wrong, and why he should never do it again. And he takes to that. But just the moment as I show a mad reaction, being that he doesn't know how to gauge, he does, he comes back with what, how he thinks he's supposed to act. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen, what's that show? Uh, the Big Bang Theory? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. The, the main character, Sheldon? Yep, Sheldon. You know how Sheldon doesn't know how to engage sarcasm, love, and hate, and <laughs> right, all that kind of right. stuff? Yeah. That's, that, that's my son. 
It's also that show I've seen um, Jackie had me watching was the the Good Doctor. Have you seen that? Yes, 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 yes. A very good show. For those of you out there who's going to listen to this podcast, if you ever want to know about autism, just, you know, if you, you don't feel like doing research or whatever, watch The Good Doctor. Very, 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 very um, good show that displays what auti- living with autism is like. Yeah, yeah. I, I can agree with you um just off the little bit of of knowledge i have with working with kids with autism and then um my own research because you know as a professional i have to know about the different special needs we have in our programs and watching a good doctor i'm just like wow like it's on point it really is um Mm -hmm. and so it's it's awesome that they are having an actor out there who has autism in a major role um helping people understand that special need of autism. Um, Mm -hmm. So is there anything before we transition, is there anything that you want to um, give out to dads, give out to parents that uh, have child, have children with a special need or without a special need? Um, With anything while raising children, special need or non-special need, be patient. Mm-hmm. They're kids. They're going to make mistakes. They're not you. They don't think like you. They have their own personality. The only thing that we can do is foster their personality to be the best people that they can possibly be. But we have to be patient and we got to listen. And also one thing that I did learn too recently is the way the culture is changing nowadays Kids don't speak the same language that we were brought up with. Mm-hmm. So we have to be bilingual. And when I say bilingual, it's not speaking Spanish or French. Or, <laughs> no, we have to learn how to speak their way in order to reach them. Because if we try to get them, we have to meet kids where they are. Because if we try to bring them up to where we are, and it took us a while to get to where we are, we're going to lose them. So mm-hmm. just something to think about. Learn how to be bilingual. Learn how to speak the kids' language. So we got to learn how to speak Cardi B and we got to learn how to speak Quavo and all that. We got to learn. We got to. Mm-mm. Oh man, I appreciate that. So, you know, it's my favorite part of the show is right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> the conversation is great, but you know, we got to get to the jokes and you got to do better than I was last episode. I will tell you, my dad jokes are bad. And I think they're funny when I when I have them, when I read them, and I'm like, oh, they're hilarious. And then I hear them on air, and I'm just like, God, so bad, so bad. Uh, <laughs> but it's that time um, of the show. It's time for the dad jokes. Are you ready? Look. Before I get into it, see, what I do is called observation. So I'm going to have a lot of, well, I ain't going to say a lot. I just have a few observations because you know what's coming up next month is Mother's Day. And I'm already seeing stuff out there mm. for Mother's Day. Right. They don't right. do that for fathers, man. They don't do that for fathers. Listen, that is literally the basis of me starting this show. Like, is, <laughs> I'm not even joking. Anybody who knows me when I was first talking about doing this show and 
and when I was coming up with this concept of daddy ain't dead, it was literally because of now granted, Mother's Day is fine. It's awesome, of course. We love to celebrate our mothers. Of course. We love to celebrate our mothers, but the it is no equity in Father's Day when it comes to Mother's Day. And yeah. that was why I would get so salty about people not celebrating Father's Day like they do Mother's Day. That was literally why I'm like, man, the dads ain't dead. Why y'all y'all ain't y'all ain't celebrating us. You know what I'm saying? It's just, oh, I can go on and on about that subject. Uh, <laughs> Father's Day and Mother's Day. But we're going to get back to the point, which is dad jokes. Uh, you know, I always let the guests go first. So whenever you're ready, man, you know, we're going to one-off each, each one. You get one, I get one. Okay, here we go, man. All right, ladies, gentlemen, father. <laughs> I, I, I'm... I'm like I'm saying, hey, I can deal with Mother's Day. I love Mother's Day. But just because we go to Father's Day, that ain't, when Father's Day comes around, uh-uh. Don't tell me to go outside and barbecue. I want to go to a restaurant. <laughs> I, want the, I want the whole nine. I want you to pay with your money and not my money. <laughs> Don't use my debit card. Use your debit card. Because if that, if that was the case, I could take my own self out to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> You feel me? So it's just an observation. Just some observation. Really ain't no just an observation. <laughs> see, see you gonna you're gonna have us talking about something else in a second. No, man. It was just observation comedy. what we call observational comedy. Yes. So I got a joke that if you're quiet on this, I understand. <laughs> 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 These dad jokes is hard for me, man. You know that. You know how we are as a family. Go ahead. We crack jokes. Yeah, man. And they not the conventional jokes. These dad jokes Let it rip. is oh, that's why they call dad jokes. Either way. Let it rip. Here go my first one. How do you make holy water? You boil the hell out of it. <laughs> Listen, right there, I need my sound effects. I need my, my cymbals. Yeah, I need my, yeah, right there. I need somebody in the background going, boo. What you got? Oh, my God. All right. Oh. So what, what's your next joke, man? Oh man, oh man, dude! <laughs> I'm still stuck on what you just said, bro. <laughs> what do you call a fake noodle? An imposter? I don't know. I ain't got nothing. <laughs> Listen, why you playing? Oh man, oh man. Okay, I got my second one for you. This, this is go ahead, man. This is equally bad. It is equally bad. Okay, I bought some shoes from a drug dealer. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know what he laced them with, 
but I was tripping all day. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Then they go all right, all right. I got huh? You know, go ahead, go ahead. All right, so this right here to people in my office. Okay. Whoever stole my Microsoft office, I will find you. You have my word. <laughs> that was actually funny. I'm ashamed to say <laughs> that was actually funny. I haven't heard that one before, so I think that's why I was even. <laughs> I think that was even more funny. Oh man! So was that was that your third one? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, that was my third one. That was my third one. <clears throat> okay. Now this one, I don't know how this one gonna go over, but I'm gonna say it anyway. <laughs> let let it fly. Let it fly. <laughs> Let me let me just go and get get my mind right for this, um, as I say this joke. All right, so <clears throat> the Secret Service isn't allowed to yell "Get down" anymore when the president is about to be attacked. Now they have to yell "Donald Duck." <laughs> yes. I felt that one coming. I, I felt that one in my channel now. <laughs> Listen. I felt that one coming. I felt that one coming. I said, I said the punchline is going to be Donald Duck. I got it. I got it. Listen. I don't, I don't ask to have these jokes come into my life. They just show up. They just show up as terrible jokes. But that would hey, be... Hey, but it's good for morale. It's, it's good for morale. <laughs> I guess if you if you like dad jokes, this is the place to be, y'all. Tell me, awful joke after awful joke. Do you got? Yeah, any ain't more no jokes? last comic standing there. Uh, no, 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 no more last no, comic standing there. No, people would definitely not think I was funny if this is the kind of jokes I told for real. Uh, what do you call an alligator that works on Wall Street? Oh Jesus, uh, I don't know. An an investigator. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to muffle. I'm trying to muffle my laugh. <laughs> all right, I'm good now. I'm good. I got it all out. I got it all out. Listen, I don't think anybody has came on the show and and landed three just hilarious, funny dad jokes because that's the purpose. That is the purpose of dad jokes. They're not meant to be funny, guys. They're just meant to be corny. I just want y'all to corny, know. very corny. And yeah, yeah. that's that's <laughs> like when uh church church shops and um church socks and gym shorts. <laughs> and look, man, that these days that's swag, man. You know what I'm saying? Dude, hey, I come home from church now, I take off my, my church pants, my church clothes, but I keep my church socks on. I'm like, why am I doing this? It's swag, man. You know, these days and these then my wife's like, what's it going Go to the stove. I'm gonna put on my Nike flip flops. Got on them, them see through church black socks with the little stripes <laughs> on. <laughs> Listen, feet be stank as all get out too. Being them little them church socks. People don't be knowing. Take them, boy. You take them. Uh, you wear them real church socks to church for real. 
take them shoes off. Dude, I be, I be like, boy, you feet be sliding all around in those states. About to mess around, tear your ACL wearing them flip flops with them church socks. <laughs> Man, that's why my Achilles messed up now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> why you limping, boy? Why you out there limping, man? I had them flip flops on with the church socks, bruh. Went to Walmart. Hey, everything you <laughs> Hit aisle eight and slipped on something. But uh, slid all the way down there to slid all the way down there to the bread. <laughs> Look like you're on ice skates out there. <laughs> but man, listen, uh, I, I want to <clears throat> close the show, man, and I want you. Um, as, as a great dad, Elton, I want you to give a piece of advice, a fatherhood tip, or something that helps you be a great dad um, to our listeners out there. Pray with your family once a day. Sit down with your family and have intentional family time with no electronics, Put it all electric and listen and talk to one another. Keep the line of communications open. You got to do it. Yes, sir. Man, <clears throat> people don't understand how important it is, one, for prayer, and, and two, for communicating, even with your kids. People, I, I say this all the time. People don't give their kids enough credit for being smart. They just don't. Exactly. Yes. You're right. You're right. They just don't. <clears throat> it's in and I hope people who hear this and people as you become parents and our parents that you like Elton said, take the time to pray and communicate because those things it's so cliche, but it's so important. It's so pivotal. It's so easy that people don't do it, which is crazy to me. And, and it's sad about people. if you if you don't if you don't make time to pray, you won't have time to pray. Mm. Hey, look, see you can't see you done started the show with a gym. Now you're gonna end one with a gym. You just dropping <laughs> all the jewels out here, man. You know. <laughs> so, listen, dropping the jewels out here. I'm man, listen, let me let me mess around for you take my show from me because you you out here dropping all these jewels and these gems, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh man, you just you you know what you just gave me you 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 what you're doing is giving good men a good platform to help those who may feel downtrodden and broken, bro, and to give encouragement to those who feel like there there's nobody not going through what they're going through. Right. So uh, that's why that's why I love that's why I love what you're doing, cause I appreciate it, man. Man, shoot, thank you, <clears throat> thank you, one for coming on the show, um, coming on Dead Ain't Dead podcast. We we've been trying to get with each other for the longest <laughs> on this, and you know, with me being in Korea last year, it was so tough. Um, but I'm in the states now, so that's why we could, had to connect. I had to get you on here. Um, like I said, I want to celebrate dads. I want to motivate dads, encourage dads, like you said, for for guys who are going through some things and guys who are maybe even struggling and just need to hear that encouragement. You're not alone, guys. Dads, you're not alone I'm telling you. Just 
don't be scared to talk to the next man. All right. If you got that, right. If you got that guy that you, you see doing great things with his family, his wife, his kids, man, reach out, call him, email him, you know, whatever, take the opportunities to see what he's doing and why he's got it going right. And, you know, <clears throat> that's why I have guys come on here and tell me about their stories and tell me how, you know, that's why I asked that question. Now, I ain't do that for the listeners. I want to know how you got to 20 years, you know, with marriage. Because mm -hmm. that's a super important. Um, us out here growing up in a, a lot of broken homes and things is, shoot, how, how do you get to 20 years of marriage? You know, you got to dig in. Men, we can't be afraid to share those things. And we also can't be afraid to be vulnerable and ask those questions from other men because believe it or not the guys the good guys we want to tell you <laughs> you know we want to share that information because we want to see each other succeed in life and marriage and with your families um right elton is there uh do you want to tell everybody where they can follow you at or find you at on uh, different social media platforms uh you can hit me up on Instagram at Tom Ed6 T H O M E D6. Okay. That's Instagram. Or you can hit me up on Facebook and just type in search for my name, Elton Thompson. I'm there. Yes, sir. All right, man. Again, <clears throat> I appreciate you cuz for coming on the show. This is That Ain't Dead Podcast. Guys, go look for Elton on social media platforms. That I'm a I'm gonna tag him and everything. I'm gonna um when I post the the uh the audio up, the episode up. I'm gonna make sure spell his name right so everybody can can find him, and we can also share with each other all the all the good things we talked about in this episode. Um, <clears throat> you know where you can find me at on social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or on the email. Just look for Daddy Ain't Dead podcast. It's all spelled how it sound. Make sure you check out the Daddy Ain't Dead podcast on the 11 different platforms that i'm on now i'm on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify by podbean pocket cast cast box breaker um what else radio republic stitcher overcast and of course anchor um this is a daddy ain't po daddy ain't dead podcast i'm gonna get that right i got my own show i can't even say the name right <laughs> this is a daddy ain't dead podcast again elton thank you for coming on the show Everybody, thank my you pleasure. for listening, and we'll see y'all in the next episode. Give me my flowers. Hey, guys. Thanks again for checking out the Daddy Ain't Dead podcast. I appreciate you all, but I got one more favor to ask of you. Make sure you click, like, subscribe to the Daddy Ain't Dead podcast on Anchor and all the many other social media outlets and podcast platforms so we're on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify podbean pocket cast cast box breaker radio public stitcher overcast and of course anchor okay so tell a friend and tell a friend to give me my flowers make sure you're reposting sharing I mean, do anything and everything to get the word out about this podcast, okay? I'll appreciate it. I'm telling you, you do this for me, I got something special for you. Told you, I got the merch coming. You never know. I might just start giving out free merch for people who 
you know what I'm saying, sharing the podcast. So be on the lookout for that. Spread the word of giving my flowers, the Dead Ain't Dead podcast. Again, tell a friend to tell a friend about the podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out, and I'll see you on the next episode. Give me my flowers, Dead Ain't Dead podcast. Peace. Thank you.